All right, guys. So welcome back. I'm Tara. And I'm Kelsey. So I'm going to be leading the discussion today. It's This is going to be episode two of The Case of Robert Wong. And I'm so excited for this. Also, bear with us. It is 1230 at night. It is. And um, I'm just so excited to tell you all of the things. Um, if you have not listened to episode one of Robert Wong, I, I, you need to go listen to it if you're going to listen to this, because otherwise it's going to make little to no sense at all. So I'm going to go ahead and warn you guys again that this is going to be a very explicit episode, much more so than I was actually prepared for in the last episode, because I found some more information that is very explicit. So <laughs> I looked deeply into Kelsey's eyes when I said that. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to um, quote Tara that she said earlier to me off recording that gives me the ew. So <laughs> Tara choked on her water. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I forgot I said that. <laughs> well, let's let's trademark that. Okay, so put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. So the autopsy results <laughs> arrived. Uh. August third, two thousand six, the day after Robert is murdered, Deputy Medical Examiner Lois Goslinowski. Had to think about that one for a second. I'm pretty sure I got it. There. Performed Robert Wound's autopsy. According to her, one of the stab wounds penetrated the cardiac muscle at the aortic root. The stab wounds damaged, I'm quoting her here, damaged major vascular areas and organ. She always, she always said one organ. I kind of wanted an S at the end of that, but that's just the grammar. In me. That would have resulted in a vast amount of blood loss that far exceeded anything that was found at the scene. Obviously, as we covered before, the scene was virtually bloodless. Um, we already knew this, and this kind of makes the question as to where he could have been killed, like, much more enigmatic. Anyway, this attack, a triple stabbing, would have been met with defensive action if he were in any way not incapacitated. Were there defensive wounds? Gets that. Robert would have put his hands up. He would have tried to defend himself in some way. There was absolutely no trace of any defensive wounds or action anywhere on his body. So, was he drugged? I'll get to that. Okay, I just like I am trying to solve it. You are you're going there though. This insinuates that he was somehow incapacitated, but not deceased when stabbed. Further confirmation that he was indeed alive when these stab wounds were inflicted is that his digestive tract was filled with blood. Meaning that he his digestive system was still working. It was still functioning for a, a, a while after he was stabbed. It was forcing blood into his intestine, is what the affidavit says. How? How does that happen? It, I think literally just because it was probably perforated and maybe into the stomach. Oh. It said something about it nicked like the diaphragm, Yeah. Um, which is right above the stomach. This means that he was technically alive for some time after being brutally injured. Okay, so that being said, he was found to, when he went in, in the autopsy, they found his sleep guard, his mouth, his, around his teeth. So was he asleep when he was killed? Was he pulled from bed, then incapacitated, and then put back on a freshly made bed? 
I'm of the opinion that Robert never woke up, but you'll see why I think that in a minute, since there's no sign of defense either. So let me just, let me be crystal clear here. A man stabbed in his chest three times has no blood traces on his hands, so therefore did not clutch his chest in response to being stabbed in the heart. He did not push, scratch, or bat at his attacker. There were no lacerations, no abrasions of any kind found on him of that nature. If anyone, anyone was conscious at the time of this type of injury, these reactions would be instinctual. You couldn't help it. It would be innate. You just, it's, it's part of you. You're an animal. You have to defend yourself. So it's also important to reiterate the bed was so neatly made and completely unperturbed underneath his body. And that the striation marks on Robert's chest suggest he was at least white. And that our EMS worker that we dubbed Rhonda, W2, stated that he appeared showered, redressed, and placed in the bed. Why? Now, we're not quite done. I just wanted to reiterate those things. We're not quite done with the autopsy. He was found to have multiple needle punctures in his body. That's what I was looking for. Several needle puncture marks. Just wait. Just wait. In the left, they said several needle punctures. They didn't see how many, so I'm assuming like two. In in the left side of his neck, three in his chest, one in his left hand, and one on top of his right foot. These punctures were not a product of medical interference. As I mean, like, why would you draw blood from someone's chest? Also, they weren't in the vein as they were all created pre-mortem, so before he died, and Robert had not had blood work done prior to August 2nd. So, like, he was not at a doctor getting all these, like, I don't know, acupuncture? (laughs) I mean, mean, that's what it sounds like. All of the... That seems like overkill to me. Yeah. You know, like, even if you were... If you were getting your blood drawn, like... Like, Even if you were... You wouldn't have any left at that point. Even if you were drugging someone. Like, why? Like, what is that? Like, seven? Six? Did he have any, like, history of drug abuse or drug use? No, not that I could find. He was pretty straight edge. Um, I just don't understand. Well, I have some things that need shed some light on the subject. So, a series of toxicology tests were run on, on him. And this is what I was waiting for when I was reading this. I was like, oh, please tell me what's the test because they got to to tell me something. This screening only accounted for the presence of 15 drugs. I'm not going to list all of them because I don't know if I can pronounce all of them. But they include benzodiazepines, so benzos, barbiturates, opiates, amphetamines, methamphetamines, and carbon monoxide, among many others. All were negative. However... Various paralysis-inducing drugs or incapacitating drugs, paralytics, were not tested for. As early in the case, there was no indication that this specific type of test was needed. And it's a very specific type of test. So they didn't run it. So, yep, yep, uh, yep. That makes zero sense. You're telling me my guy had all of these (laughs) punctures in his body, did not appear to fight back, and you're telling me, no, paralytics, it's cool, we don't need a test for it, it's fine. Yep. 
I am. I'm telling you that. What the hell? I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know what they were thinking. Meat to me, if I have a man that has, I find, oh, he has needle puncture marks all over him and he has no defensive wounds and he was stabbed three times in the chest. I'm going to be like, wow, he was incapacitated with a drug. Either that or he had some sort of head wound. Yeah, that would not. Like blood yeah. force trauma that would... Render him, him unconscious. Or right. like he was chloroformed. You know what I mean? But I, I, um, uh, that's not even the wild part. Did you, did you want to say something? No, I'm just like in <laughs> the state of just like, like, I don't know what to say because I'm the just bl- like floundering because none of this makes any sense. This is about to make even more no sense. This, this has literally kept me awake at night. This part I'm about to read to you, I... <laughs> I, you guys can't see my face, but it was literally of complete befuddlement. I have no ex. I, I I mean, I have a couple. Okay, I'm just gonna read it. I'm just gonna read what I wrote. All right. Doctor Goslanowski performed what the affidavit calls standard sex kit protocol, which I'm assuming is just more commonly known as a post mortem rape kit. Right. Two swabs were taken each. From these areas, two from the thighs, two from the mouth and the lips, two from the interior of the anus, and two from the exterior of the anus. Semen was found on all of these swabs, save for the two taken from the mouth. This semen was DNA tested. Okay. You're never going to guess who it was. I mean, there's three dudes in the house. If it wasn't from... The deceased, I would imagine it was from one of the three guys that were in the house. All of the seminal fluid, including that found inside his anus, was from Robert himself. What? Yes. All of it. It was his own semen. I have a lot of questions. I have some answers. Okay, so medical examiner Goslanowski concluded that Robert was in some capacity sexually assaulted because he's incapacitated and he has semen in his anus that he could not have put there himself. Yeah. Even if it was his own. So. This gives me the ew. This gives me the ew. I feel the need to add that Price was acting very outlandishly. He was not doing himself any favors. I'll just say that. So he was saying things that just did not cast him in a credible light. Like things such as the fact that the that police may not find the quote unquote real killer's fingerprints and may only find his on the knife because he, the killer, may have been wearing gloves. Oh, did he? Is this his just speculation? Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Thanks, Price, thanks. for your input. For, yep. It's absolutely Price. So. Oh my God, you just said Price. I did. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'll take my leave. So, Price was also extremely interested in Dylan's whereabouts and his involvement in everything, insisting to see him, asking questions such as, and I'm quoting here from the affidavit. Did Dylan come out? I would like to go and see Dylan. What's the story with Dylan? He asks repeatedly, at least three different times, about Dylan's attorney, 
He makes excuses for Dylan, saying that he may have been unaware of the situation and its severity because he didn't hear the chime, quote, quote, of the door, you know, in the, in the house, and offered that his room, Dylan's room, is underneath the air conditioning unit and that it hums, dot, 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 very loud. What? Detectives later report that this statement is suspicious because they were in the house when the AC was running in Dylan's room and they said it was quote unquote nearly, oh, almost, my bad, almost imperceptible. So why was he just pulling things out of his, why was he just pulling things out of his ass? Just to be like, well, you know, he couldn't have heard it for this reason. Okay? Unless he walked in on something or unless he knew something. Okay, I'm speculating now. Getting back to the facts. Perhaps he had a reason to worry about Dylan. In addition to his odd behavior and dress, Dylan's odd behavior and dress, he was just only in that white robe. Upon EMS workers entering the Swan Street residence, Dylan was also missing a knife from the cutlery set, as we previously stated, that matched the wounds that were found in Robert's chest, all three of them, which were pretty much identical. The, the, the affidavit calls the wounds uniform in the um, autopsy. So... Dylan, that night, when he was in his room, was reading an article that happened to depict in full page, happened to depict William Shakespeare lying in almost the exact same position that Robert was lying in. You are kidding me. I'm not. I wasn't, I, I almost wasn't going to include that because I was like, I don't know. But I'd like to just fight somebody. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I know I'm not even done, man. I'm not even done. In addition to these two interesting items, the knife and the article, I'm just going to read this entire paragraph from the affidavit. And I realize everyone, I realize everyone could read this on their own. But in the context of this, it's powerful enough that I don't even think I need to paraphrase it. The police recovered a number of items from Ward's bedroom, including racks, shackles, metal and leather collars, wrist slash ankle restraints, mouth gags, black spandex hoods, assorted clamps and clips, black clothes pins, an enema kit, metal penis rings, penis vices, assorted metal chains with locks, studded penis bindings, dildos, butt plugs, nipple suction devices, an electrical current slash shock device, a device designed to force the wearer to drink another's urine, Police also recovered various books relating to inflicting pain on others for purposes of sexual gratification, so like sadism, inflicting electrical shocks on others for pleasure and pain, enslaving others for sexual gratification, manuals concerning sadomasochistic practices, books dedicated to bondage practices, and many of these books contain passages highlighted. Oh. So he's like studying this. And you know, BDSM community is alive and thriving. Consenting adults, do what you do. Don't care. But I don't think Robert wasn't as good as it was consenting. I, I, you know, I did something tells me that's not true. Yeah. So <sighs> all of those things disturb me when there is a murdered man in your house. That has been raped question has mark? something has happened to him something obviously. has happened to him something horrible has happened to him and he was not aware of it after that disorienting paragraph <laughs> it just makes me think like oh my mom's probably gonna listen to this 
Yikes. I'm sorry. sorry. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. So, keeping that in mind, cadaver dogs were brought to the house. Why? They were trained specially to detect remains of blood. Like, okay. So where is where is there any traces of blood in the house? Because there's damn for damn sure not any in the room he was killed in. Question. Can the cadaver dogs, uh, like, let's say there was a dead body in this room and then I moved it to this room. Are they going to, can they track that trail? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was about to say, they knew there was a cadaver in there. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I got you now. Um, there, there was, I'm not sure if they were separate dogs. I'm assuming they were because dogs usually need to be specially trained, like, separately. But they also put dogs in the house. Um, relating to last episode when I said they found ecstasy, dogs hit on their like dresser drawer pricing, um, Zaborski's dresser drawer, and they found ecstasy there. Um, these dogs, they, cadaver dogs trained to detect human blood hit on two areas. The dryer lint trap, right near Dylan Ward's room, suggesting something had been laundered with blood on it. That's what I was going to ask. Suggesting that. The second location was in the backyard, which was enclosed with high-reaching walls and therefore private. Specifically, the dog hit on the drain near the hose, which was uncoiled, which, which, you know, the house was pristine. So they kind of found that to be like, it must have been recently used. You know what I mean? So I'm going to read this sentence from the affidavit. Because I feel like this this just sums it up. These facts are consistent with the following inferential circumstances. An individual could have gone to the stairwell in the enclosed backyard area, used the hose to wash off and down the drain any blood that was on his person and clothing, then placed the wet clothing into the clothes dryer, resulting in any remaining blood being cycled through the lint trap of the trap. Great. So, this stranger break-in theory, it's just, it's just not hitting me in the right place. I agree. So, in, <laughs> so there's little to no credence to this theory at all. There is absolutely no sign of forced entry, no property that was stolen. This intruder would have no reason to single out Robert in particular. He would have had to be impossibly quiet while escaping and somehow avoid disturbing both the gate in the backyard and the doors because no chime had said they were exiting. They would have had no no other reason to enter the residence if there nothing was burglarized. And no valuables were taken. There was no evidence that anything, even grabbable things like Robert's phone, wallet, or his watch were taken. And the house, like I said earlier, was described as neat, not ransacked. So... They would have had to have stabbed Robert while I slept three times, been impossibly clean about it, bathed him, placed him back in his bed without bef- before waking anyone. Without the other three people who live in the house knowing about it. One of them who's right across the hall. Hmm. Something about that just makes me feel like that's some BS. <laughs> so, um, literally... I'm just going to read this sentence. It says, It is not surprising that Price, Zaborski, and Ward all ultimately acknowledged to the detectives that the intruder theory was implausible and made absolutely no sense. All of them admitted that. (laughs) Which is hilarious to me. Here's my question. It seems like 
if they are, um, you know, responsible for this. They tried really hard to cover it up, yet at the same time- They just did such a horrible job but it. They didn't try very they hard. Really, they <laughs> tried, but they tried in all the wrong places. Like, there's no right place to try in hiding a murder, but like, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to the point where he's like, you idiot. Like, like, it's just, this is horrible. And they, okay, so. <laughs> Finally, literally, I want to read the, the I want to read the closing statement of this affidavit, and then me and Kelsey are just gonna talk. Wait, what? The closing statement of this affidavit is finally there was not one shred of non-fanciful evidence <laughs> that there was any intruder present inside 1509 Swan Street at around the time Robert Warren was killed. For all of these reasons, you're a, you're a bit. Your absent respectfully requests that a warrant issue for the arrest of Dylan Ward for obstruction of justice. So they went after Dylan, which okay. I agree with for the most part. Um, because they charged him with, or I'm not sure, they charged him with obstruction of justice, which obviously he did because he must have known more than he did. Because he was across the hall. But they... So, what I wrote is, all men, to some extent, were involved in, at the very least, obstructing justice. All of them. Because exactly. It, it, I don't know how you can charge one without charging all three. Exactly. Like, at least Price. Because, I mean, at some point, I could I could maybe see that Zaborski was kind of just a bystander and was not... Because he was obviously horribly upset. I don't think he was faking. That's what kind of bothers me about that 911 call. But then again, some people are really good actors. And some people, maybe maybe he did participate. And the gravity of the situation was just crashing down on him at that moment. Um, Price seemed very interested in Dylan while he's being questioned to like an obsessive extent. And I just... I get horrible vibes from Dylan. Like, I get absolutely... He was really, honestly, like, brusque and rude during this whole process. And was... I just... I believe he somehow either instigated this event and, like, got Price to participate. I just... I just don't think he could have bathed him and I, placed him back on the bed by himself. by himself. I just don't think that could have happened. I think all three of them would have to have something to... Like, had, had, had to have been a part of it. Because how do you just, like, not know that you're, like, this is happening? In your house. Also, there, the, the main, the, in the affidavit, one of the main points of contention, why they, one of their reasons why they were like, he obstructed justice is there's, there has to be, there's physical evidence that there was a time gap between when they called 911 and when Robert died, because when they got there, he was completely, he was gone. And it had showed that when he was stabbed, he had his, he was alive. So his digestive system had time to run until it, until it stopped, until he had, it, literally his intestine was engorged with blood. So that's he, an image. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely an image. And it, it means that he was he was alive and dying for a while, a while before, before they, they called. So there, because that nine one one call was really short. 
It was seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Which, I don't really know the statistics on how long 911 calls usually are, but I feel like that is short. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like the paramedics got there very quickly. They did. Which was actually really surprising. For somebody to have been... They, they said he was cold, didn't they? They did. Well, uh, well, you know, I don't remember cold, but they said he was completely unresponsive. Um... No respiration, no sign of any electric cardial like activity. Like like Do you have the time of death? The time of death, well, oh, you mean like the time they think he died? Yeah. It doesn't say that anywhere that I could find. Okay. I may have overlooked it, but I I, I did try to find it. They did call his time of death whenever they got him to the I meant like the That's what I have. I have that information, but I don't have like they just assumed that he died like at least like a little bit prior I'm assuming like an hour prior because like you you not enough time to get cold and not enough time for your blood to like coagulate in the back of your body yeah but like enough time for you to be there's no electric activity because like you can still have electric impulses after you die yeah so is this the end of the information that you have it is so when did when did you say this happened this happened in 2006 oh <gasps> So where are these three dudes now? Out. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Let me make sure that Dylan isn't doing something somewhere. But no, I know. I know Joseph Price and um, Zaborski are out. I know they're out. Scott Free. This is one thing I do want to say. Everyone that um, knows Dylan, like this, like I just pulled up this page it's um it's actually a website who murdered robert Wong. Uh-uh. yeah and it uh has like his profile on there and there's just his family members like distant family members and friends just commenting dylan would never hurt a fly i know you'd never do this and like in price was like he couldn't even he said something to the effect of he couldn't even spank a misbehaving child, which I thought was a really weird comment. I was going to say, that's a very, like, odd. But my thing is Dylan literally was studying, like, highlighting passages in sadomasochistic books. He had a device that forced another person to drink oh. another person's urine. Like, that is not... That is a different level. That's like, like that's above <laughs> like most like oh she a freak no like if she, she, if she whips oh. that out you run <laughs> like that sounds like some sort of torture that sounds like, like um what's the movie called I'm not even gonna say because I don't want you guys to watch that movie um <laughs> that's a horrible, okay that's a horrible movie what's it called a Serbian film I've never seen it I've heard bad things I've heard about horrible that. things about that movie I really don't want anyone to watch that movie it's like banned in like most countries yeah because it's like extremely screwed up yeah I cannot believe that they did not do any further investigation because they came to the conclusion that the intruder scenario was not possible so why did they not be like oh so that means we have three options here literally i would have i just can't imagine being like oh that probably was not true that's fine we'll move on see it's interesting because there's comments on the page of who who murdered 
who murdered Robert Wong that it's commented under Diane, right? Well, Diane sounds an awful lot like Dylan to me because of what they're saying. So there is, let me make sure there's not any more comments from Diane. I don't see anything. The first one is go to hell. <gasps> the next one is before I take my husband's gun to my head, I'm going to leave. You ha all have done enough of making me feel like a stupid, worthless human being. I can't take it anymore. My tears are a waste on you people. You must get, get kick of bringing someone to such a horrible level to make them feel so worthless. I know I'm a good person, and I know that you people excusing a couple are horrible, just plain mean people. Are you serious? Yes. I just discovered this, like, real time. And it makes me think... I know you people excusing a couple. Is he blaming it on Preston Zaborski? I don't know. Under the pseudonym Diane? Because why would he assume a female persona? I don't know. That's very interesting. Very interesting. To me, why would some random Diane say something like that? That sounds like Dylan to me. That doesn't seem... Because this is that is on the page of Dylan's profile. It's not a family member? I don't see anything that says it's a family member. Um, Diane comments on here a lot. Um, she might she might just actually be a person who's just kind of nuts. Very, like, <laughs> emotionally very, invested. Very emotionally invested in this because I'm reading more and more. She just might actually be kind of nuts. But uh, <laughs> um, don't come after me, Diane. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Don't come for me. Please don't come for me. <gasps> what? What? Dylan was born May 24th, 1970 to Needham Ward, MD, and Diane Ward. <gasps> Is it his mom? Oh my god. What? Oh, I, I bet you. I bet you. Bruh. This oh my god. All, this is all real time, man. I didn't even know this forum existed. This is nuts. I don't know. It, there's a lot. There's a lot. Here's my thoughts. Here's your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. I think that all three of them are in on it. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe Dylan was mostly involved and the other two guys were just either there or helped. I feel like Saborski. Did I say that right? Yeah. I feel like he might have the least... Amount. Involvement. Yeah. In it. it. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I literally have that exact sentence. I, I, have, I have to believe that he either, Dylan, either somehow instigated this event or perhaps participated to a greater extent than the other two. In any case, I think all three of them are guilty in some way. And I think it's really, really disappointing that there was not more of an investigation into the three of them, into which one of them did it. Right? I'm surprised they didn't spray for luminol, or check for luminol. Yeah, it's actually kind of strange. But I didn't find any evidence of that at all. That makes zero sense, but okay. I just, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> because it's like, it doesn't seem, like part of it sounds like they just didn't care. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, the police were just like, eh. Yeah, right? They, they were like, we did what we could do. It's cool. It does almost kind of seem like that. I'm infuriated because 
There are so many suspicious things that happened, especially the fact that there was no blood, like the cleaning. I feel like that says everything about like foul play with the people in the house. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how that many things can point to a murder and directly to somebody almost. And yeah, I mean, everything was in his room. Yeah, he was in Ward's room. He was in a robe. That means he was freshly showered. Like, truly ridiculous. I hate to um, end it on that note. There, I feel like with Bear's case that we did in episode two, there was a lot of things that you could, like, speculate on and, like, make up all these different theories for and, like, be like, oh, well, it could be this or it could be that. But I feel like in this case, it's, like... It's dry, I think. I think so also. It's, like, there is no speculation. It's... I don't even care if it's specifically him. Yeah, just the three of them. The three of them are guilty as hell. Yeah. They, they, they... My thing is, if it's... Let's say... It's not Ward. And the other two used the stuff that's in his room where they planted stuff on him. Or, you know, like, I don't care. The three of you, one of you needs to talk. Because all three of you are obstructing justice now. Congratulations. You just screwed this man's entire legacy by killing him and then just not saying anything about it. And now you're just going unpunished. Completely. Yeah. No, it's so frustrating. I'm so irritated. Yeah, it's irritating. First of all, screw you for choosing this because now I'm all angry and it's like I have no, like, closure. Closure. I mean, obviously, my closure doesn't mean anything. Also, the family of Robert Wone has no closure also. Mm -hmm. But it's just like... Which is horrible. I can't even imagine something as horrible as that. Because him and and Catherine, they were only married, like, three years when this happened. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> absolutely horrible and from what i could what everything i read like they were really happy which makes me really sad. i'm furious actually yeah like <laughs> like like how dare you do that to someone and then you just go out and live your life like uh uh what, what's ward he's he's apparently has a partner and he's like living out just somewhere living else just living his life living his life the way robert wallen can't because, yeah, no, just, mm, yep, makes me mad. I, like, I, and I'm also irritated at law enforcement, too. Yeah. Because, to me, it's, it screams in action. Because there's, to, I don't know how they can just be like, me. My thing is, I haven't even found evidence of a trial. If someone finds that, please send it to me, because I'm trying to find it. And I just don't know. I just, I, I don't know what happened. I, I... <laughs> I'm speechless. It's just like I'm full of anger and have nothing to show for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like angry that nothing ever came of this. I'm sorry. How dare you, Tara? I know it. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode, you guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. I'm sorry that one was kind of a downer, but, you know, true crime isn't always an upper. Yeah. It's very rarely an upper. Honestly, you might want to look into it. Another <laughs> another topic. <laughs> um, I'm just going to uh, give us one more shout out for our Instagram. Um, it is officially up and ready. It's at ATN podcast on Instagram. 
Um, it is live, if you will. Live, if you will. Um, if you want to follow that so you can see like any updates on upcoming cases, you can see when we're recording, any fun behind the scenes things. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cue theme song. <laughs>